1: Hey, welcome to the Transform You Live Show, the only place where you can make real life and business transformation, harnessing the power of optimism, hope, and faith. But before we get into today's episode, let's hear from our sponsor. Kojo, a self-acclaimed detective, goes on a red page to tackle the exponential rise in trending crimes. Armed with his intelligence, sharp instincts, and unpredictable methods, how successful will he be and who will be on the run? Watch today. Trending Crimes. Catch season one of all the episodes on Amazon Prime Video. Hello, my people, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. Uh, This is the Transform You Live show, the only show where we harness the power of optimism, hope and faith. Uh, Today, uh, we are helping you make real life and business transformation in your life and uh today uh we are definitely uh going to uh continue to uh, do that with uh bringing you awareness uh to uh someone uh who is inspiring many others uh who themselves were inspired uh to uh, start hyphen to the nation uh, by their tribals overseas and uh, spent time living in the United Kingdom. Living abroad was an eye-opening experience. Uh, She grew to understand several aspects of an American culture better. Uh, The longer she lived overseas, the book uh, brought about um, different insights, experiences of uh, being treated as an American rather than hyphenated one. Uh, The difference was startling and led her to a journey as to why the United States is the one of only, if not the only country that, hyphenates its citizens by ethnicity uh, before nationality. Those same boxes we allow ourselves to be placed into as hyphenated Americans limit our economic, educational, societal, and uh, and cultural growth. Uh, The book uh, also focuses on the ways the US and Europe differs um, cautiously via media and how a bridge might be created on the book will inspire you to join the movement and don't check the box um, be a callous for ch- uh, positive change uh, the stories and insights will help to light everyone's path to a brighter future so uh, we have here today on uh, nicole uh uh, Hi. So, uh and uh, nicole is here with us uh to um uh, to shed some light on um on all of this and much more, and tell and tell us her her story. So, uh, how are you doing today, uh, Miss Miss Drafton?
2: I'm fine. How about yourself? I'm doing I'm
1: doing outstanding. Uh, so, you know, they, they heard me, you know, say a little bit uh, about you in uh, in my in my you know in some little bit of words uh, that's kind of formal. <laughs> so, uh, how how about you know uh, just tell us about your transformation journey in your own words.
2: Well. Um, one of the things people ask me is, did I always know I was going, going to write or be a writer or write a book? And I said, no, I, my um, journey inspired me to write this book. I um, took a trip overseas and I was treated in a way I'd never been treated in my own home country. Yeah. And it, it, it confused me. I couldn't understand why. I'd shop, I'd go shopping, and someone would ask me, oh, can I help you? And I'd say, oh, no, thank you. And they'd say, oh, you're American. And it wasn't, oh, you're, oh, you're African-American. It's, oh, you're American. Right. And you might think that that is something very, very small. But I learned from living in another country that, that I lived under a cloud of preconceived notions based on my, the hyphenation of my nationality. And I also learned that in other countries they don't hyphenate their citizens by ethnicity before nationality and it makes a very big difference in the way they treat each other. If you're England if you're from England you're English, if you're from France, you're French and in America um, the hyphen brings along with it all the stereotypes and preconceived notions and everything um, that goes along with it. So I learned that the minus sign the hyphen and the minus sign look exactly the same mm-hmm. and they both have they carry the same connotation with it they as a minus takes away so does a hyphen minimize your nationality and you know you hear people say things like you know once you see something you can't unsee it well that's what happened to me i i once i came home i couldn't unsee the differences in the way i was treated and I was just, I I felt I had no choice but to write this book, not only for my nieces and nephews, but for other people to know that it's not like this everywhere. It's only like this in America, where you are treated um, as the other. And I think that we all deserve to be treated as born and bred Americans, people of color. And so that's what inspired me to write the book.
1: You know, that is truly fascinating. And... You know that that really you know um cuts down deep into my heart because like you know having you know traveled uh, overseas as well you know in the military and um having to fight war you know you mm-hmm. know um once you put on that uniform it says u s army and um you know everyone you know um who who sees you over there they don't they they definitely don't see a color they don't see you know uh african american they don't see you know um any of that you know they just they just call you what who you is. You you American troop, you know. And so I can definitely you know um, agree with you all the way where you are coming from. Now, having been exposed to this now, and you know, and and you know, you you mentioned you know how it minimizes people, and how the the minus sign, you know, and the this this hyphen sign, you know, really is similar um w- would- it be fair to say that this is a real easy way to just start deducting or adding and also adding certain privileges to certain classes of people too
2: Well, I wouldn't say it's easy because pretty much change is never easy I don't care what it is, but it's a start it's a it's a way. It's, it's a pathway to us um, becoming, seeing each other as Americans. I mean, in my lifetime, the only time that I ever saw Americans really come together was after a disaster, which was 9-11, yeah. when I heard people call each other fellow Americans and treat each other like fellow Americans instead of um, other Americans. And that was pretty much the only time I saw that. We shouldn't have to have a, a disaster happen for us to see each other as equal. Um, you know, they talk about separate but equal. Um, separate, there's no such thing as separate but equal. You're either equal or you're not. It's, right. it's impossible. And so you can't say, um, there. you know, I've been asked more than 100 times in my life, what are you? And that is something, that's a conversation I have with my friends who are not um, of color, or not minorities, who say, I say, have you ever been have you ever been asked, um, well, what do you want to be called, um, like myself, do you want to be called black, or, or African American, or a person of color, um, white Americans don't have to go through that, well, what do you want to be called, Caucasian, or white, or, I mean, they're just American, and that's all that they, when you say American, there's no hyphenation that goes along with it, that's something that no American should have to deal with. We should. No one should have to ask me. Born and bred here, lived here my entire life. Well, what are you going to be called? African American, uh, person of color. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and also, I think when people ask, "What are you?" because we are so steeped in 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 racism and stereotypes in this country, people ask that because they have to figure out how they're going to treat you, or you know. It, uh, Uh, are you black or are you Latino or are you Persian or are you whatever? It's this a way of people's people's way of trying to figure out, Oh, how can I connect with you? So they try to connect with you through your ethnicity instead of your culture, which is, which is American because that's the only thing you know. So they don't try to get to know you as a person. They try to get you, get, um, know you based on the color of your skin. Because quite honestly, um, before you even know I'm a woman, yeah, before you even know I'm an American, the first thing you know about me is I have some—I'm I'm of African origin or some African origin. I don't have to explain that to you because it's right. obvious. So, it is not right. It is not fair. It is the foundation of racism in this country, and we have to stop it. And the only way is once you read "Hyphen Nation," it has a lot of information within the book about the history of our country it's a very easy read. It's a very short read. Um, but it's, it's only a hundred, a little bit over a hundred pages, but within that book, it's the, I wanted it to be the kind of book that after each chapter you have to really put it down and think about what you've just read. And I really think it's going to have that effect on the readers because, um, I talk about the constitution. Uh, it talks about, it talks about Hollywood. It talks about, um, what has happened in Hollywood to perpetuate because, um, quite honestly, the media has created a DIY um, uh, blueprint for racism in the, in, over the entire globe because I'm sure as you know, because you've traveled, that American television is very popular. Yes. So American media, the racist American media, the stereotypical American media has taught the entire globe how to treat people of color and how to show us in the most horrific and racist manner they can come up with. So I have part of that blame, and then, of course, it goes to the media. And then, of course, um, as Americans of color ourselves, we have to make sure that we don't buy into those stereotypes. And unfortunately, some of us have bought into the stereotypes. I think much more haven't, but a lot of us have. Um, bought into the stereotype, and they say, "If that's how I'm supposed to be, that's how I'm going to be." And we have to put those away too. And there is a way we can do that.
1: Yeah. At At what point, you know, you mentioned a little bit of brief uh, about history. Um, you know, at what, at what point, you know, I, I we well we you know it's quite obvious when where this alienation came from. You know, you mentioned the con- Constitution. You know we can talk about three-fourths of a person you know um and all of those sort of things you know um and you know and maybe even you know um with the rainbow movement you know when you know when they were struggling with you know what what to call us you know um then you know so i mean there's so many different histories uh with the transformation of um of you know just the different different labels and uh that's been attached with uh just a just uh, uh, one, you know, one Pacific people, uh, in particular, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, but yet, but with, but yet, when you go down a line, you know, Asian American, Latin American, you know, all of these different, uh, different types of American, but not just one American. Was there ever a point where this was challenged? Um, you, you know, now that you, uh, you know, uh, in in your own research.
2: Yes. Um, Every once in a while I have someone that says, well, you know, they feel that if they're not called like Latino American, for example, it takes away from their culture. But quite honestly, how? How does that really take away from your culture? If someone doesn't. So you basically are saying you like to be stereotyped. You like to be labeled. You want someone to say, oh, that's a Latino American. Therefore, you like this Latino thing and that Latino thing or same thing with African-American. And it's, you know, quite honestly, you know, if you really, really look at the logic behind any labels, think about it, Africa is a, a continent
1: right.
2: with a thousand different nations within that one, within the continent. And even Nigeria, for example, has over 250 ethnicities with 250 cultures yeah, and 250 very broad. languages.
1: Yeah.
2: So if, even if you said you were Nigerian, what part, which, which particular tribe are you affiliated with? I mean, we don't. We, we, we're just saying we're continent American. I mean, if that was the case, then quite honestly, globally we're continent American. Because we, um, everyone in Mother Africa, we, we all stem from, the, um, from Africa. That's the birthplace of the, of the world, of the globe so it really makes absolutely no sense i mean you can be called what you want to be called you you that's your you're entitled to be whoever you want to be to be self defining but quite honestly uh i would hazard a guess that millions of americans would agree with me and i i'm 100% sure they do that this is not something you are not allowed to define me. When I was allowed to just be myself, I mean, all I know is American culture. When I was allowed to just be me without any of the stereotypes that were wrapped up in who I'm supposed to be, I felt so free. I felt like I didn't even know what it was like. I call I call that the mantle. When, uh, and people of color in this country, we carry a mantle because... We deal with so much ignorance um, and just things that people who are not of color would think. Oh, that's that's nothing. Where we deal with so much ignorance day to day that we have to keep almost like a shield around us. That just so that things just bounce off of, us, uh, off off of us. Because if we took every little thing that was said or that we saw or that was mentioned, just every bit of ignorance if we just allowed that to to soak into our psyche we'd never leave the house. Right. So we have to have that that invisible mantle around us, almost like our coat of armor that keeps us from dealing with the slights and slings of everyday life. And then we can come home and just shed it off. So and I talk that's a, a chapter in my book. It's called The Mantle and I talk about that because I need people of color to understand what it feels like to be us. And that is why I wrote that chapter, because it's really hard to describe that to someone. And this, I think, gives people a bird's eye view, and people globally in in the UK, because I also wrote about people who live in the UK, it gives them a bird's eye view of what it is like to be a person of color in America. I think the media and the government should be ashamed of themselves because, quite honestly, I am so tired of hearing presidential candidates talk about, I want to get the African-American vote, I want to get the Asian vote, I want to get the Latino vote, but they never, not one of them, maybe the closest was President Obama, that said, I want to get the American vote. And that's the presidential candidate I'm waiting to hear. And, I, and the ones that we have going on right now, not one of them has said that.
1: Yeah, and it's it's very it's very sad, you know that um you know that, you know you you have people that you know um really look at you know people as though they are a commodity, uh still a product, still like property, um you know, and not as Part of the collective um and you know and what it does you know again it's, it's alienation um you know it's it's robbing people of their liberties and of their dignity uh and um and if you can just you know put one box where you say you're either american or you're not you know i think you know that would you know um definitely level level a lot of the playing field you know so uh, so is, is that, is that what your, your bigger vision is, or, or, you know, if, if you took a magic wand, do you hope that, you know, maybe one day um, for, you know, uh, for, for the children's that, the generation that are behind is that they can just, you know, have one box to check?
2: Most definitely. You know, they do that because that's, that's, that's how you keep power. It's divide and conquer. As long as you keep people separated, no one will come, will come together. But yes, um, my goal is that you know maybe the next generation or the generation after that, and hopefully next, will have no idea of what a hyphenated American is, what a hyphened nation was. Those, you know, I would love love my um, grand nieces or grandchildren to say, "What's a what's what's a hyphenated American?" And I can say that's what we they used to call people in America but no longer so that is my goal and that is my dream and I know that this is not just mine this is a dream I have for everyone in the United States that we can eliminate hyphens because if you think about it if you were married to a woman a white woman or or an Asian woman what are your children what, what, are they going to have to struggle with basically if they look more Asian, they'll be Asian American. And if they look more black, they'll be African American. How is that fair?
1: Yeah, it's not. And, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, that's when you, you, you go back to all of these old rules of like, well, they just got one drop of, you know, um, this in them, then, you know, that's what they are, you know, that's right. And so they they force to check, you know, check, check this box. And, and then, you know, they're not able to embrace any of their uh of of their totality of who they are and it's you know um but they're living you know presently in in america and that's it's 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 not fair you know as you mentioned it's It's, not you know uh, so so you know with this you know a lot of people say well you're going to be eliminating you know affirmative action but you know um what the opposite end of this would you say that like you know there wouldn't be no need for affirmative action then uh and and other and other like things such as that
2: well let me tell you affirmative action is only used in this country if you are a federally funded company Mm -hmm. so if you have federal funds from my understanding i mean i'm sure someone will say hey it's different but from what my understanding is is that it's you have to be a federally funded company it's unfortunate the reason why they have those rules is because that are are, we're we're unequal as far as rights and civil liberties in this country Mm -hmm. what's written and what's actually um what's actually what's put into action are two different things which is why those have to exist but i think that once it gets better. Once we are Americans unhyphenated, I think that that will go a long way into eliminating the need for things of that nature. I'm not crazy enough to think everything is hunky dory. I mean, look at what's going on right now in this country. It's embarrassing. It's hurtful. It's disgusting. And it's disappointing. I feel like I'm living in a bubble right now. I, every time I have to see, you know, a sign that tells me I matter, because of the color of my skin, <laughs> yeah. it makes me really, really yeah. angry that that even has to be right. That even has to be out there. But I'm happy that at least there's now a renaissance. But it just and that's all part of the reason why we must eliminate a hyphen nation. Why we have to stop checking boxes, which is one of the reasons why this book is out during this time. It is an election year and it is a census year. And we have a choice because if you think about it, if you have 1,000 um, disadvantaged people of color in this neighborhood, and you have 1,000 white people who are disadvantaged in this neighborhood, they're seeing white disadvantaged and people of color disadvantaged. But what you're actually supposed to be seeing is 2,000 disadvantaged Americans who need help. So, why do we care about what their ethnicity is? Yeah. So it, just who who who's going to get the help? It doesn't make any sense you know and that's why I talk about separable equal does not make sense and um, so I, I'm hoping you know it's a it's a big hope, it's a big goal. it's very lofty. I do understand it, but I don't think it's impossible. I think it's very attainable. I, you have to be brave, brave enough to want it. And another thing that goes along with that, we support ignorance. We support, and when I say we, I'm talking about people of color. When we see negative stereotypes of ourselves depicted on television, and we don't like what we see, but we watch it anyway, what you're doing is perpetuating that. All you have to do is turn the TV off and stop supporting any advertisers who support it. So if I see that uh, advertisers out there that supports a show that I find depicts me in a negative way, then guess what? You're asking to be depicted in a negative way. Don't support it. Turn it off. Because once you start taking away dollars from um, people who um, wrongly um, stereotype you, then they're going to make a change, a huge change, because Mm -hmm. we live in a capitalist society and we have the control. We just have to take it back
1: definitely I, I can't agree with you more you 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 really speak in volumes here you know I really like what you're saying um you know Thank if we you. if we took the words you spoke today and and if we um you know was able to just capitalize that into a box and then unleash it out in the middle of the street somewhere, <laughs> we would make some change right here today <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, it'd be contagious. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, you know, you know. so the bottom line here, you know, this is this is probably, you know, this is really a going out on a limb question, you know, and a very courageous question, you know, on my part, you know, and, you know, maybe you take some bravery on your part to answer it, you know, too. So, you know, I myself, you know, we talked about this about the census, you just brought it up. Um, you know, should, should 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 people participate in this around this time? You know, I know there's some big, big threats around, you know, not participating. Um, sometimes these threats are pretty loosely, you know, um, but should people really participate in it?
2: That's a good question. Yeah. So I do believe it's illegal not to participate in it. I don't know. I, I really don't know that answer. But I will say this. Um, do I want to participate in it? No, I don't. I, I, as far as your economic, you know what they need to know about the, the economic um, of people, the economy of the people who live in the city, the educational level, those kind of things I am fine with. Um, when it comes to anything that how many pets do you have? Um, you know, questions like that, I am completely fine with if mm-hmm. they need to know that kind t- of t- type of data. But when it comes to my ethnicity, I i personally am going to refuse to I'll put other and put human. Because I'm answering it, but I'm answering it the way I want to. I'm going to write it in. Yeah. Because I are put American. But I am not going to, put, because quite honestly, unless you've had 23 and me, and you've had um, like Ancestry.com and you know your DNA match. I'd have to mark every one of those boxes. Yeah. Every single one of those boxes yeah. I would have to mark off because that's my ethnic mix. However, it's not always business, quite honestly. Yes. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really. I mean, yeah, why? Why yeah, is mean, that? What, what who are you
1: cares? Gonna do? Come do a DNA swab on me, and.
2: <laughs> 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 so, really.
1: Yeah, because I, mean, I, I know I got traces of everything.
2: So. Yes. Yeah, so what? You know. So what? What difference does it make? You know. So I, I honestly would have to check off every single box. So. Yeah, so I don't know. It's everyone's choice is how they're going to do that. I don't, but if I'm asked, I will tell you this when I ask for jobs or in any other circumstance, I don't. I refuse to answer. Now, for the census, I can't tell people to go out, out there not to answer. There's other things I will answer my demographics, as far as that, pets or. Uh, income and and things of that nature, I don't have any problem. Education, I have no problem with that. But when you start asking me about my ethnicity as an American citizen, I will not answer that. Or if I do, I'm going to answer in a way that I'm sure they're not going to be able to get a demographic from.
1: I like that. That's a very wise answer. And um, uh, definitely some, you you know, some uh, information. I I definitely, uh, you know, I definitely like to take, take that away. And, um, you know, and, Put it in my back in my back pocket, and you know when it comes up for me, I, I keep that in mind. You know, so I won't tell them who to told me to tell uh, to, to, to answer that way. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so I can I really see, the book is incredible. You know, uh, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to grab me a copy. I definitely can see the book. Um, you know, uh, maybe a you know, spin uh you know, maybe a spin off of a, a documentary here. You know uh, that'll be great. You
2: know, um, do you
1: do you have any plans of that, or you know, maybe you know, hoping that
2: you know, I haven't really thought about thought that far into it. However, I think it would be a very interesting story to tell about the epiphanies that I went through and what I discovered just because of the the journey I took. And I think it would help a lot of people to understand we live in a bubble and. It it, it 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 can do a lot of things. I mean, sometimes when you have epiphanies, it can make you very angry, or or it can make you shut down, or it can make you radical. Or it could do a b- bunch of things. For me, it made me. I just felt a burning, compelling desire to share this story because people need to know, and they also need to travel. If I could, if I could give anyone any advice especially younger people travel go to other countries and you will have your eyes will be open and you will understand that it is not like this globally it is like this in the United States of America and we need to change this and hopefully one day maybe it will be a documentary but I I hope once enough people out there learn about it and understand Mm -hmm. and we'll see Stay tuned. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, great. So um uh, so you know, go ahead and leave us with, you know, a a few few final words, you know, just any any other takeaways you want to get you know, want us to get from this um this this whole conversation maybe or maybe just, you know, uh something from the book, you know, that um you know, maybe your favorite your favorite, you know, favorite part of the book that you might want to want us to you know uh, just zoom in right away. Um or anything or anything uh, whatsoever and and maybe just where we can find the book as well.
2: Okay. Well, um, you can find the book on Amazon.com. It's um, under hyphennation.com or nation.com, excuse me, is my website. hyphennation? Don't Check the Box is the book. And I'd really like you to go, um, even if you um, didn't buy the book, go on the website nation.com, and check out the different pages about hyphen nation. There's a page there that you can contact your um, rep- representative and uh, your U.S. representative, your congressperson, and tell them you do not wish to be represented as a hyphenated or a hyphened American. There's also a template there that you can use Though you don't have to write out um, a whole letter. The letter is already there for you. All you have to do is sign it and send it to your congressperson. Also, um there's um, different pages we uh, a products page, there's a blog. We're going to start getting stories of people who um, live in this hyphen nation and some of the things they've had to go through based on being a hyphenated American as far as instead of being seen as an American and also um, of course, as I said, the book hyphen nation um, hyphen nation don't check the box is on Amazon so I'd really like for you to at least check out one of those and get a get a little bit of information and learn a little bit about bit more about the um about the cause and also uh, read the book it'll give you a lot of information and if you want to contact me there is a contact page on the website all you have to do is um put your information in there send it to me and I read all my emails or at least I try right now I do because I I get quite a few but it's not overwhelming but if it gets overwhelming, we'll, we'll see. But right now I read every single email. So please, I would love for you to give me a call or, or email. Thanks.
1: Amazing. Beautiful. Brilliant. Uh, I, yeah. I really, I really love it. I really love what you're doing and um, we, we are highly supportive of uh, what you're doing and um behind you a hundred percent. So you. Um, thank you so much uh, for, for all thank of that you. and much, much more. Uh, so, um, so with that being said, uh, just, just hold briefly here while I, uh, just close us out here, and um, we'll chat just briefly on the other side. Uh, so, so ladies and gentlemen, um, boys and girls, if you happen to be listening with your parents, um, you know you got a call to action right now. Uh, so you, you just heard some wonderful information here. I just had a great conversation uh, with Nicole Drafting. Um, drafting, uh, you, you you definitely want to check out the, the the website. You want to check out the book as well. It is available on Amazon. You know, all the information, much much more, will be in the episode description here, down at the bottom, or to the right, or to the left, if you're listening or watching. You know, however you are viewing or listening, Uh, we uh, definitely encourage you to check that out right now and share this wonderful episode recording with someone you love, uh, someone who you may not think you like, (laughs) may not like you, whatever. (laughs) In whatever case may be, but you want to go ahead and do the due diligence and you know show some love and spread the love around. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, uh, this is this is your host Marcus Hart. This is the Transform You Live Show. Until next time, uh, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Lucky Land Casino
0: asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten
1: lucky?" Lucky in line at
0: the deli, I guess. Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office.